Megan Petrofessa. And I'm Lily Rugo. And this is Earth's Mightiest Fangirls. And we are talking about my most anticipated movie <laughs> of the year. I don't know. Sorry for taking a break. There's just like things happened. And then I don't even remember what we wrote down for this week. But the Marvel trailer dropped and Sabrina was like, what are we talking about? Because I could go off on the Marvel's trailer. And I was like that. Let's do that. I that's clearly what we need to be doing. So here we are. I literally I've been waiting for this trailer. I'm so excited for this trailer. I'm so excited. Like, like, this is very different vibe from when we had to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy. (laughs) Yeah. I'm so excited for this movie. It looks so good. We've got Kamala Khan back. We've got Carol Mm -hmm. back. We've got Monica Rambeau back. I am so freaking pumped for this movie. And it looks so good. It looks really good. And also, I so I knew, obviously, we've got uh, this really fun crossover event of a movie of the three um, Marvels. But I had no idea what the, like, what the story was going to be, what the plot was going to be. And I, the, the trailer, like, it showed that. It looks like um, the, the three of them are figuring out what their interconnectedness means. Um, and then, you know, story will ensue and they go on space adventures, which looks great. Yes. Um, I think... I think the director is Nia DaCosta, right? Um, She's doing, yeah, she's doing this movie. And I think this is the first time a black woman has directed any Marvel movie. So I think that in and of itself needs to be just like mentioned and um, highlighted because that is so freaking amazing and also Mm -hmm. so very sad. Um, yeah, we're we're pretty deep in this franchise for that to be the first, but the you know first. we're here. <laughs> but you know this this franchise has a lot of firsts happening, so mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna celebrate things when they happen, but also yeah. just be like, it should have happened sooner. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, I mean, everything about Captain Marvel should have happened sooner. Well, we yeah. you can go back and listen to that. Yeah, about um, her delay the movie of how her movie got delayed so many times Mm. (sighs) um but okay what i what i will say is that the energy that nia DaCosta is bringing as a director to this movie feels incredible like feels very Mm -hmm. chef's kiss feels like um like it's really revitalizing interest again i think that it's very similar to what like Ryan Coogler did with Black Panther. I think it's very mm-hmm. similar to like how Shang Chi fell. You know, mm-hmm. like I think that there's a lot happening in this film mm-hmm. that, I, like, just because like on its surface it looks like a fun haha, like these three ladies are gonna be fighting mm-hmm. together movie. There is a really deep emotional center that's happening, and I think mm-hmm. it's really really gonna revolve around Carol and Monica. Yeah, that tracks, because I don't remember where we've left off in their relationship. They've met... How many times have they seen each other in person? It's a very small number, right? We have never seen these two characters interact as adults. Okay, 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 that's where we are. (laughs) Never mind. That's why I couldn't remember. I thought they had met at least once, but I guess not, because Carol got snapped? No, Carol did not get snapped. Um, Monica got snapped. Okay. Because Carol oh, okay, was yes. there to fight Thanos. Duh. And was, like, there in Endgame. Um, Monica okay. got snapped and came back to her mother being dead. Right. Um, so they haven't... I think, like, I think 
And then Carol was in, off in deep space. No one knew where she was, right? Yeah. I mean, people mm-hmm. knew where she was because she was, con- she was like, in communication with Natasha. Uh, so I think, like, she had an ability to communicate with Earth. Um, but that's genuinely, like, the, the core of this, I feel like, is going to be this tension. Which we, we don't know a lot about, like, what their relationship is right now. Be- we know that mm-hmm. when, she, when Captain Marvel was brought up in WandaVision, Monica looked queasy, like... Not queasy, mm, but like mm-hmm. didn't didn't want to talk like, about it. A little uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and we we know that like when she was little, that was Auntie Carol. We love Auntie Carol. Mm-hmm. Like we, she's yeah amazing. We love her. Like helped helped her make her costume. Like it was mm-hmm. like a whole thing. Um, yeah. So I think I I think that Mo- Monica's gonna feel. And I think we discussed this in WandaVision too. Like Monica must feel like betrayed by her, by Carol, mm-hmm. um, abandoned, I think. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. Because we don't know if since the events of Captain Marvel, if Carol ever came back. Right, yeah. So that's what I was thinking of because, yes, you're right. Yeah. So we have no idea. So I'm very, I'm very interested to see where that emotional thread is going to go and where it's going to leave them at the end. Um, mm-hmm. I really hope that this isn't a passing of the mantle movie that we have seen so far um, right. coming out of a lot of these movies because I would be really upset to. I I love Brie Larson. I love her. I think mm-hmm. that she's such a good actress. I think that she does such a good job with Carol. And I think mm-hmm. that the um, misogynistic, sexist <laughs> pigs of the men who watch her and the pick me girls who agree with those men um, mm-hmm. will say like she's she's not a good hero. Brie Larson sucks. Da 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 da. She doesn't. We love her. She's so yeah. good. She's doing. She's re- she's she's doing above and beyond what is asked mm-hmm. of her as playing Carol. And mm-hmm. I think I think that like all of the backlash is really really weighing on Brie. And I think that's um. really upsetting because this this series is so like it's so important to see mm-hmm. not not just one female hero but the fact that this movie is three mm-hmm. women, three strong women being mm-hmm. heroes. And I don't want at the end of that for one of them to be putting the mantle down, dying or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't want I don't want Carol dead. I want her to be in more projects. I want them yeah. to highlight her more in future projects. I want uh and I want that for Monica too. Like I want both of them right. to be highly visible in upcoming projects uh you know interconnected with anything else or to just have more captain marvel projects right and i think hopefully that's totally possible because like we have seen so little of captain marvel actually we've got the one movie and then some cameos where she was like green screened in and didn't know what movie she was in because of ndas and stuff so i really want more dedicated time with her i want to see this team um, I guess, you know, like found family, I couldn't think of the word, but something like that of just these three female heroes who support and build each other up and mm-hmm. like they, um, 
they're at, at three very different points in their lives and they have different relationships with each other. I'm really excited to see Kamala with the oh, with yeah. Carol because yeah. like she's going to that that feeling which also the actress has also has gone through personally of just like you go from idolizing your hero and like she's going to I don't think there's going to be like a, a big moment of this of like disappointment but she's going to do the like don't meet your heroes is going to be a thing for her. She's going to meet Carol and work with her and she's going to love it and then she's going to see Carol as a person, you know. But I don't I don't think that's a don't meet your heroes moment. I think that's a oh my hero is human moment. Not Yeah. Cuz cuz in in my head don't meet your heroes means that like there's something that's going to disappoint terrible. you. Terrible. Yeah. And I wouldn't mind like I think what I would want from if we're going to have like a moment of disappointment from uh, Kamala. Mm-hmm. I, if I, if we was going to get that, I need it to be Carol being like, I don't know if we can do this or like something mm-hmm. shattering in um, Carol's like defenses, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, and showing vulnerability to Mm-hmm. to Kamala not necessarily like oh actually she's a terrible person right and I shouldn't have ever met you because you're actually like so you're nothing what I expected da 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 I, right. I want it to be I want it to be like I'm being vulnerable I'm being human um, mm-hmm. the image that you have of me in your mind is not who I am right that makes sense kind of thing and it That's also I mean. like the one of my favorite parts about having the trope of like a new the next generation the next the young person is the the freshness they bring of like that moment where they remind the old guard why, like why we're doing this like they mm-hmm. they still have that um, and it, like especially works for Kamala because she is a kid but they do have that like childlike belief in the cause um, and it it warms the old the old uh, old guard's heart and I love I'm a yeah. sucker for that moment I, mean, I think that she's definitely going to be a bridge for both Carol and Monica to mm-hmm. start talking again because even just in yeah. the in the scene in the trailer so when when Monica and Fury who star asterisk actually what I cannot wait for Secret Invasion to come out just so I can finally understand what Fury has been doing yeah, where Fury has been in space this whole time. Because, like, he's in space with... At the beginning of this trailer, we, we open with Fury being, like, Captain Rambo or whatever whatever her title mm-hmm. is. Um, Like, can you hear it? Da-da-da-da-da. And she's getting closer to this thing, and then she hits the thing, and then it becomes... And then she becomes Kamala. Like, um... Mm-hmm. Or her and Kamala, like... I was just like, what... Switch places. Like, why is Fury here? Like, where have you been? I thought... I don't, I, yeah. This is clearly taking You've also been after. in contact with Monica? Yeah. This is clearly taking mm-hmm. place after Secret Invasion, so maybe it's like something, like during Secret Invasion, will explain his presence in mm-hmm. the Marvels. And I, mm-hmm. wh- whatever. I, I just I can't wait to get more answers for that. And I don't really feel like theorizing because you know uh, Secret Invasion is kept around the corner, and that's like a very Nick Fury focused project. So mm-hmm. we'll see it when it happens. Mm-hmm. But. Um, the the scene when Monica and Fury show up to Kamala's house and mm-hmm. Kamala's like, Oh my god, <laughs> like, <laughs> all that and she shows she shows her powers and in that moment switches places with Carol uh-huh. and Carol sees Monica and Monica sees Carol and there is that like brief moment of tension. Yeah, yeah. Which you got that from the trailer. I can't wait to see the whole scene, you know? Yeah. 
I'm so mm-hmm. I'm so excited that Kamala's family play a part in this too that the yeah. pa- we're gonna see the parents are gonna see the bro- i'm so happy that we're seeing yeah. them as like a unit back because like it was mm-hmm. so integral to her character in the show that if we mm-hmm. didn't get to see more of that i would have been very very disappointed i would have been so disappointed yeah so i'm very also excited. side note when fury and monica uh go to the house and kamala like pops up on the couch i love that she's in her hero costume <laughs> Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because her yeah, family knows. She's in, they all know. Yeah. Uh, it's but so or like cute. maybe Who knows, like, if she was... In my in my head, I was like, was she waiting for them to just knock on the door to see, like, or whatever? But who knows? But I did love that she, like, is in her costume at all times, like, ready. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would... Am- that's more fun, that she was just, like, in her costume. I would imagine right. that she was just doing some superhero-y stuff, like, right before yeah. that happened. Yeah, um, or whatever the switchback is, uh, or, is. Or they switched back, and she was like, well, what if it happens again? Yeah. <laughs> so she, <just laughs> she, be ready. she was like, I have to be ready just in case I end up there again. Like, I think that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, Do you... Also, side note, real hmm. quick, I had yeah. another person tell me that they watched Miss Marvel, and they were like, that's you. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. So, there's yeah. that. Um, <laughs> what were you saying? Oh, so I, I never know any of the comic lore. Do you know what this is based off of in the story? Because when we when the Marvels was announced, I figured it was just... That was the, the movie. It was going to be the crossover. It's the three of them. I had no idea their powers were interconnected like this. They're not in the comics. Oh, okay. Um, Kamala's powers are... Because they all got them from different sources. Yeah. Um, In... Okay. If I remember this correctly, Kamala is an inhuman. Right. Um, And that was why a lot of people were freaking out at the end of um, Miss Marvel when the, like, classic X-Men cartoon music was playing and Mm -hmm. Bruno called her a mutant because it's like, oh... She's not, though. She's an inhuman. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And her powers are not light-based. She can shapeshift, and through Mm -hmm. shapeshifting, it um, can, like, make herself bigger and and kind of kind of do like the the like Mr. Fantastic thing and like do big arms and like stuff like that. So that was like a huge part of her character, and that was a big thing of like why people were so upset with her powers changing. Um, right, the light in, stuff that we saw. Yeah. Mm. So people were okay. people were really upset about that, and which is valid because like the way her powers manifest in the comics are so integral to her character. Um, mm. So I I'm not really sure if there is a a comic that this is a not even like a one. I don't know if there's like this is specifically based off of any comic or not. Um, mm-hmm. And I I feel like that almost makes it better like they're kind of Mm -hmm. freeing it up and they're building off of like the mcu lore and there's probably like obviously they're pulling stuff from the comic books to build these like storylines and that Mm -hmm. it might be an extension of secret invasion we don't know like Mm -hmm. because there's got to be a villain right got to be around there somewhere they're in space for a reason they're fighting something yeah or they're investigating something it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. so uh so maybe like that might be something that's like pulled into the comics but i really have no idea uh okay cool but yeah um i'm excited to see 
I think if they are able to like really play with the part switching, uh, mm-hmm. the fight scenes are going to be really interesting. Oh um, my god! So that'll you be even interesting. see it in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, you know, by end of the movie. But anyways, I'm excited for the effects. I'm excited for the fight scenes um, because all three of them have such different powers and fighting styles. Mm-hmm. It'll be good. But so so connected. I think um, also something that I want to note a note that happens in the trailer. The first line of, like, the first, like, lyrics of any music that we hear in mm-hmm. the trailer says, don't tell me to smile. Yeah, yeah. I love that. <laughs> I think that that's so, like, cheeky mm-hmm. and so, like, just, I. it's so good. It's so good. It's so good. It's also something it's... Brie very much dealt with the first time oh, yeah. around throughout her I... entire initial campaign for Captain Marvel. I think it's just really telling to um, the kind of director that Nia DaCosta is. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I'm just very, I'm just very excited for mm-hmm. this to play around and be funny. Right. But also have like a real heart and soul to it. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm like really most excited about to have like, because ultimately, like, we've said it so many times before, that the best Marvel movies are the ones where, like, you just happen to be in a Marvel movie, but the story mm-hmm. is something that is so, like, meaningful and is, like, mm-hmm. telling something a lot larger than itself. Like, right. Like, Black Panther, the reason that was a lot bigger than itself was because it was a movie about, um, about grief and colonialism and all, like, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and Black Panther, the, the second one is also the same, like, it's following that same, uh, same, mm-hmm. uh, through line of grief and colonialism and, and, like, pain and getting yourself up and go- going through this and, like, what is the best way to, uh, accomplish your goals, like, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, that's why that's so good. That's why, like, a lot of these movies, like, that we think... That's why we love, like, the Iron Man stories. Because, like, at the heart and soul mm-hmm. of the Iron, the Iron Man movies is a, is a man who's just trying to uh, achieve redemption. Um, right, yeah. Captain America is, is, is great because he's fighting bullies. Like, at the end of the day, like, yeah. he is not fighting for truth, justice in the American way. He's fighting for truth and justice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, he yeah. is so, fighting for the greater good. Yeah. I want to rewatch Captain Marvel before this comes out, just because that movie came out a while ago, and it's been been a bit. But, and we both love the movie. We don't, mm-hmm. we don't hate this movie. But do you, what limitations do you think were on Captain Marvel when it first came out? I mean, because it was, a lot of it was just... The sheer sexism. And so therefore, its standards were just thrown out of whack because all of the sexists uh, dragged it so far down that mm-hmm. it was then set up. It had to be perfect or it was nothing. And that's just the pitfall of uh, movies featuring like uh, marginalized people, marginalized um, characters. And I really enjoyed the movie. I, But it was not... I don't know. It, it, there was there was something lacking in it, you know? And I'm wondering, because you probably remember it better than I do, because uh, you were also anticipating it way better than I do, of just, like, what do you think the Marvels 
because the energy around it already feels different. And maybe it's a director change. Maybe it's the time it's coming out. Maybe it's just because it's more cast members. Um, but the Marvels feels like it has a very different energy than Captain Marvel did. So one of the things that I genuinely do think set Captain Marvel up for failure was the constant, like, um, it, 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 was, was it the girl I, boss of it all? It was the girl boss it, of it all. It was it the came out at peak girl her. boss era. And they, and they, they put her, they, they had the movie release on, like, uh, International Women's Day, mm-hmm. and they were just, like, really being like, look, we have a woman. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, I personally, like, I I love the celebration of women and I loved like highlighting women and doing that mm-hmm. and I and I think that like I understood where why they were doing the marketing like that because they were trying right. to appeal to women who maybe were not like were not interested in the in the Marvel Cinematic Universe but mm-hmm. they were like look here is a woman like take your daughters right. to see her like do whatever right. um and like I I truly think that, like, sexist and misogynistic people were going to do what they do no matter what mm-hmm. the marketing campaign was. Um, but I think with this one, uh, um, it didn't help. It didn't help. Right. Because it, it, it was – because of that marketing material – they were able to go like I just don't, I don't think it's it's just like why 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 make a big deal about it why make a big mm-hmm. deal because first of all it is a big deal it is a big deal right right but I also think the the other thing that like um, set it back was that it was a it was an origin story that took place in the past. Yeah. So yeah. a lo- it was kind of like the same problem, not the same problem, but a similar problem to Black Widow. Mm. That like mm-hmm. it was taking place outside of the timeline during a time that um, we were anticipating the future of Marvel. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. it came out in between Infinity War and Endgame. Oh, yeah, you're right. The only two movies that came out in between those two movies uh-huh. were Captain Marvel and Ant-Man and the Wasp. Right. And after watching Ant-Man and the Wasp, you were like, oh, this actually took place before Infinity War. Right, right. Not after. And I think we we must have known that, but like... Huh. But yeah, but yeah it was still like something that you, you saw. Um right. So, yeah, like, I I think that when it came out had a lot to do with why it was, like, received in that way, even by, like, us. Because I remember watching it again and being Mm -hmm. like, wait, why? I think if you watch it again now and you're, like, not in the active timeline of the movies coming out. Mm-hmm. You'll find that it's like, oh, it, like it holds up a lot better because you're yeah, not which is sitting why I want to watch thinking, it again. Yeah, because you're not sitting there thinking like, how does this like have anything to do with Endgame? Like, you're not mm-hmm. sitting there going like, oh, like these are her powers and this is how she's gonna help fight Thanos. Like, you mm-hmm. already know mm-hmm. how that like plays out. You already know her whole story. 
So it's very like I get to just sit and watch and like take it in and I know what's going on. You know, like it's not. Yeah. We're also just on a, again, 2019, that's when it came out, right? 2018? Yes. Yes. 2019. 2019. 2019. But that really was peak girl boss era where Mm -hmm. everyone was trying to just like. It was uh, middle of the Trump years. We were everyone, especially like in the Trump years, everyone who's listening probably remembers this, but it was so important to be like a, a cap, a cap, a marketable fem- feminist those years. And that's what they were pushing so hard um, with this movie. And I, I think now, hopefully being out of that, I can just enjoy it more like being out of that cultural moment. We can enjoy it more. The other thing that I think really damaged Captain Marvel's chances to just be seen and received as a movie was it was a year after Wonder Woman. It was very close to Wonder Woman. And Wonder Woman was just S-tier box office smash and deserved. And it's one of those things of like, you always have to pit women against each other, you know, especially superhero franchise women. Like... It, it was very much like, and there, there's the already the natural rivalry between DC and Marvel that's that's set up, and then there's just the like that the cultural need to pit two women against each other, and it, mm-hmm. and it was a bummer. I remember that very distinctly. Yeah, I. It's not even just pitting two women against each other. It's whenever it's the it always boils down to, and also I was thinking about this when we were talking about the teamwork between uh, Monica not Brie, Carol and Kamala, is there that mentality of there can only be one kind of a thing? Like, oh, who's number one? Who is best? And then you can rank the others. And it's just, it's, there There can be a multitude. Yeah, I, that, I, I don't think I ever really thought about the comparison of Captain Marvel to Wonder Woman. Um... But you're right that I feel like the culture was definitely comparing the two. Mm-hmm. And Wonder Woman was like was like a see, you can have good movies about women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of kind of success. And Captain Marvel was like a why couldn't it be as good as that? Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. No, that's and also, disappointing to think about actually. It is, right? And, you know, there's there's not only just the comparisons between the movies, but it's also just, like, the actresses of mm-hmm. Gal versus Brie and, like, the amount of sexism Brie has faced in her career. I can't imagine, you I know? I feel like it all and, like, started when she Gal signed up for hasn't. this movie. Hmm? I feel like it all started when she signed up for, for this movie. I mean, obviously, like, yeah. she's experienced sexism in the industry. Just about right. being a woman in the industry. Um, but there was, there was a peak when she signed to the MCU mm-hmm. and with when Captain Marvel came out. Um, and you know, it's yeah. just, it's just classic stuff that you're used to seeing, but you don't think about it because you're so used to seeing. Yeah. And I think like a, also a big portion of like why Brie got, um, like attacked is because she was calling it out. Mm-hmm. Is because she did the, like, you should smile more photoshopped mm-hmm. posters it's because that she went to, she she did a whole speech about how she doesn't care about what white old men have to say about 
movies about women. Um, mm-hmm. It's like, it, it was stuff like that. It, it yeah. And that pissed men off. Yeah, it did. Not to say that Gal Gadot didn't, but she was doing it in a very different way. Versus Brie Larson was just like on the offensive. I don't know. Was Gal Gadot like really pushing back against it? I don't remember her doing anything like that. Not not nearly in the way Brie Larson was. I think very much in a um, PR way, if that makes sense, you know? I, I mean, I definitely think that she probably was doing the, like, let's celebrate women thing and not the, like, mm-hmm. I'm pointing to you and saying you're the problem thing yeah, that Brie yeah. did. Um, mm-hmm. Also, um, I'm, I'm looking up the Marvels trailer on YouTube right now. <laughs> Because I want to see what happens when I start scrolling. Oh, in the comments? Not on the comment. Okay, comments. good. <laughs> um, but also, like, my my algorithm might not show me this stuff. Um, oh, there it is. There it is. How, mm. Wait, let me, let me count how long this took me to get. Um, I just looked up the Marvel's trailer, and I got... The, I got the trailer, and then I got the Blue Beetle tra- trailer, which actually looks pretty good. I'm not that mad about that. Um, then I got, like, a, a generic, like, the Marvel's trailer's breakdown, Easter eggs, hidden details, da-da-da-da-da. I got mm-hmm. a teaser trailer reaction. Mm-hmm. And then I got um, a, oh, Marvel Marvel trailer gets massive backlash yep. uh, after Disney takes, I don't know what the rest of that is, and I don't really care to find out. Then <laughs> uh, a Guardians trailer, then a... Mm-hmm. Then a fake fan-made trailer. And then I get, the Marvels is an abomination. Heads will roll at Disney Marvel. (laughs) Oh, come on. More fan-made trailers, like, stuff like that. Mm. I think that, like, I think it depends on who you are. Mm -hmm. But even just, like, for me, as someone who loves marvel and it wouldn't i don't search these kinds of things oh there it is super cringe marvel's trailer confirms marvel is in big trouble and the thumbnail says mcu uh (laughs) you know whenever i see stuff that's that stupid you know that scene in easy a where emma stone is like oh sick burn i think of that (laughs) or oh burn uh that's the gift that i'll i can think of whenever someone comes at it with that week yeah, yeah. The Marvel trailer obliterated as most disliked Marvel trailer in history. Liter like I'm glad that for the most part me looking this up is people loving them. Mhm. But there the fact that even as someone who would not fall prey to that kind of uh thumbnail Mm-hmm. I'm still getting them, you know? Right, yeah. That means, like, that means that they're so popular for the people who are looking this up that it's like, there it is. Here you go. Look. Mm-hmm. Um, I, there is currently backlash. There is. We're seeing it. People are, ups- yeah. like, men are upset by it. It's all yeah. MCU, MCU this, MCU that. And quite frankly, and I've said it before because we've talked about this when it comes to these stories about women, um, that are finally being told in the MCU, like with She-Hulk, like with Kamala Khan, even when mm-hmm. we were talking about like Captain um, Captain America and and like 
Sam Wilson, like this stuff comes up all of the time because the second that these men no longer see someone that looks like themselves on Mm -hmm. screen, they pitch a fit. Yeah. And it's absolutely so stupid. Like, who cares? You know what? You have the first decade of all of these Mm -hmm. movies looking exactly like you. Yeah. It's fine. And just because, and quite frankly, like, as two people who definitely identify way, way more closer on, like, like, as leftists, like, closer with communism, like, socialism, that kind as, like, two people, like, the two of us, who identify way farther left than, I think, the average Marvel (laughs) moviegoer, um, Mm -hmm. the conversations that are being started and had in Marvel movies are, like, you're not watching Marvel for political commentary. When they find Yeah, no, bro, they're so mild. They're, like, pepper is spicy. Like, guys, you're, this is nothing. Yeah, literally, like, this is, like, such base level stuff that you're, like, Mm -hmm. barely having a conversation that, like, we would have with our, like, friend group, you know? Like, Yeah, it's basically like, oh, racism is bad. Yeah. Treat women equally. Guys, I don't know why this is so hard for you. You're fighting back on that? Exactly. These movies are, like, such, like, they're just, like, a dip your toe in the water in the conversation. Mm -hmm. And I'm not even saying that that's a bad thing because because these movies are so ubiquitous, because everybody watches them, like, they don't need to be having the deeper, Mm -hmm. nuanced conversations. Mm Mm-hmm. But, like, I I don't expect that out of my Marvel movies, but, like, I I Mm -hmm. think that, like, I I think what sucks is that comic books historically have been the place where marginalized communities go and tell their stories. Mm -hmm. No, that reminds me. This is a total deviation from uh, anything at hand, but about how comic books uh, have political basis did you see recently i can't remember where but one of the many states that is trying to impose restrictions and or just take away the rights of trans people i can't remember but one of the men on the court made like a called or made like a a comparison that trans people are like the x-men he said that he was looking around and he it was like he felt that he was in an x-men movie and I didn't know this guy at first, so I was like, uh, and I wrongly assumed that an X-Men c- comparison was going to be an accurate one. Mm. But he was like, I'm looking around and it's like, these are like the monsters that we need to protect <sighs> ourselves from. These are mutants that we need to like protect our people from. He was basically like being the villain of an X-Men yeah. movie. Ugh. And I know that I tweeted about it. From oh, like maybe my, that's where I saw it then. I know I tweeted about it from my main, and I didn't. I, and I'm on private right now because of like job reasons. But um. Uh, but I I said something along the lines of like, it, these these politicians and these people who constantly compare themselves to these characters have no understanding of what they're even comparing comparing themselves to. The X Men. Mm-hmm. The X-Men are literally telling you a story about how these people who are different mm-hmm. need to be treated with base respect. Yeah, yeah. And we can talk about how generally 
the we can talk about generally the comparison that the x-men have to marginalized communities is not like a very good one Mm -hmm. um or not a, a very accurate one um in that like which is something that i had i have been seeing this conversation play out a lot more recently that i have like that has made me like rethink it because for years i've been like this is this is such a great like this is such a great compare like the look at the such a clear allegory but i I have seen people talk about it in the last few years and it has it has something it has been something that like has like you know evolved changed up and evolved my thinking Mm -hmm. on it um i do Mm -hmm. still think that it is like a pretty basic good allegory in general but mm-hmm. if you're okay. really thinking deeper on it, um, mm-hmm. when you have, like, superpowered individuals being marginalized in this way, right, um, mm-hmm. it's kind of a false equivalence because these people do have power. Right? Oh. Mm-hmm. These people mm-hmm. do have power to fight their aggressor, um, mm-hmm. often hide from their aggressor, often, like... Um, and, and because of these superpowers, in a way, there is, there is kind of a, um, justification to the fear, right? Mm, mm -hmm. But in real life, real fear, real quote unquote fear of marginalized communities is not justified. It's just hatred. Right. Okay. So interesting. I see what you comparis- mean. Yeah. So in these like comparisons right. of like the X Men are are marginalized communities, you can just like copy and paste any marginalized community and you'll see it. Um, which like yes, because in the Marvel universe, like there is like systemic uh, mm-hmm. marginalization and oppression of these of these uh, groups through law and 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 policy, mm-hmm. but the the like one to one comparison is not like perfect not accurate or right, perfect right, exactly right. because in in my there is almost a justification of the fear in those universes because yeah the wrong person becomes a a, a mutant and they're going to be mm-hmm. a super villain and they're going to kill people and right like yeah, I get like there. There's a there's a lot more nuanced conversation happening there, and like definitely mm. something that we can actually discuss in a different episode if we wanted to get into it. But right. that's that's where those thoughts are going. And oh um, okay okay. But yes, I did in fact see that guy do that, um, and he really was just playing the role of the villain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was a massive derailment, but it's something that we you reminded me of because like Paul. So while the comic books are meant to uh, entertain the masses and uh, not not be that deep. They are stories, and especially whenever uh, forms of media are left, you know, able to really explore things, they can get they can go really interesting places, just as much as any like literature or like film or whatever. Yeah. Um, and it's the MCU is not nearly uh, is not reflecting that that those radical questions you know like (laughs) except except they could do a lot and they're starting to do interesting things but y'all are freaking out over nothing yeah and except like the one thing i will say is that it wasn't ever meant to be like oh it's not that deep it's that like comic books 
the industry of comic books was built by Jewish people. Mm-hmm. And Jewish people have historically and continue to be marginalized. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of a lot of the stories that were coming out during the 40s and the 50s were about were about that oppression or allegories for that oppression. Yeah. So I I feel like I feel like because of the uh shove to the mainstream mm-hmm. for comic books in recent years. Like like comic book stuff has always been popular and mm-hmm. people have always like you know there's always been um cartoons of these characters like people yeah. grew up reading them reading these like there's always been a love for comic books but it, it hasn't been so mainstream up until the yeah. last 10 15 years yeah is what i yeah. would say and i i think because of that the storytelling has lost its teeth because absolutely first and foremost these companies are run by capitalists Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And their main goal has always been and will always be their bottom line and how much yeah. money they can put into their pockets. Mm-hmm. So I think as much as like we as as humans and uh, like even just the two of us, we love the Marvel Universe. We love the MCU. We love these characters. We love these stories. Right. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, they are not the place to go to to hear stories about the marginalized experience about oh, the yeah. woman the like the female experience about like about the black experience about the trans experience about the queer experience like not yeah they're they're not the place to explore those themes even if mm-hmm. we're getting a little bit of that now through right. through movies like shang chi through movies like black panther through movies like the marvels through mm-hmm. shows like Miss um, Marvel, like through these stories, yeah, we are getting a little bit of that, but it's also not the place, like the be all end all of where those conversations are happening, and there it's not the be all yeah. end all of where those conversations are happening in media. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and that's my piece on that. But yeah, I am very excited for this movie. I think it yeah, we got a, a little derailed there, but <laughs> I mean, I think it's all in theme. And yeah. like that's, I think that's always what happens when we finally do get to a movie where we are more connected to mm-hmm. the identities being re- represented. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and and when it is not just a straight white guy, like yeah, because uh, I feel like we have similar conversations when we talk about like Black Panther and when mm-hmm. we talked about Miss Marvel, and I I like think that these are important conversations to have when we are discussing these things because they're they're very good asterisks to to add to these right um these stories because like i said it's not the be all end all of where these conversations are happening um Mm -hmm. it's important for them to be started in something like like the marvel universe because yeah it's so 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 big and it's gonna get so many access to it Mm mm-hmm um, like, I think that's kind of where I, I hope it, it lands of like, people see this here and then, then it like permeates and then they can grow those thoughts somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, ultimately I don't know if I have a lot more to say about the trailer. It was like only two minutes. Yeah. It was but... a very short trailer. It was just the like, 
bare bones, I guess is the best way to put it, of like, this is what we're working with. And I'm very, very excited. I think it's going to be so good. I'm I'm probably going to watch... Nia DaCosta's movies now because I know that she mm. did a couple um, one of them was a horror movie and I do like horror movies Ooh. and uh, you're not gonna watch it because like you're absolutely a baby. not <laughs> <laughs> but I no, am I excited not. to 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 see her uh see her directorial eye mm-hmm. um, yeah so I I want to watch a couple of her movies before I go into this because I just want to see what I'm getting into with like yeah, yeah. how she views movies, you know? Right. Um, yeah. And otherwise I'm very excited. I don't know if you have any other final thoughts, but I, uh, no. I think that that's it from me. Yeah. Pretty much covers it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we will be with you till the end of the line. You can follow me on Twitter at the Sabrina Pet. Well, kind of, not really, because uh, uh, I'm on <laughs> private right now. <laughs> uh, you can follow Lily at uh, you can follow Lily at Lily underscore Rugo, and you can follow the podcast the Amp Fangirls, and you can check out our website EarthMightyFangirls.com, and you can email us at EarthMightyFangirls at gmail.com. You can also find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, all of those places. Um, if you like this episode, if you liked any other episodes of ours, it would really help us out if you like rated us, reviewed us on Apple Podcasts. It's like, really like really helps boost us, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you to Dexter Britton for letting us use their song Wonderland. Thanks to us for editing and producing. Bye.